Not mm. not to be confused with real steel. Real yeah. steel toes, yeah. Yeah, because those toes are terrifying. Robot toes and real steel? Ugh, all yeah. that. You think that uh, movie was canceled or was uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino for the amount of uh, foot shots? It's a lot of robot foot shots in that one. Yeah. So oily. Yeah, so greasy. Everyone wants to see you wiggle your big toe, robot or otherwise. (laughs) It just has the one toe. The rest of it's just a plate, a scratched up metal plate, but then there's that one geometric big toe. Let's see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, only robot fans. I'm going to start it. Only only robot fans. (laughs) 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 All right, I'm good. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Hello and welcome to Bomf Saga. Thanks, Superfan Chad. This week we will be accessing our chain codes to talk about the Book of Boba Fett finale, where our guess is correct. Spoiler alert! Sort of. <laughs> we will also be ranking the current Star Wars TV offerings. Needless to say, that this will be a most Espa burner of an episode. <laughs> Who are we? I am John Wilhelm, notable Star Wars screamer. And as always, I'm joined by Forrest Filoni, creative director who brought us all our favorite deep fake heroes. <laughs> Since we are talking about all things current, there are spoilers to be had. There that's, you go, that's true. It. That's yeah, it. good. That's fantastic. That's Short Very and sweet. Well said. Short and I like sweet. it. Yeah. I was proud of myself. I thought of it while we were talking. You know, it's like, <laughs> I got to write, like, write one of these things down, I guess. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could, we should all be so lucky to be uh, anyone Filoni flo- with the, uh, that guy's got the magic touch. Yeah, it's like that, you know, magic stick song, but. Yes, with, it's like the, the magic hat. stick song. With that. Yes, right, his his famous hat. And then was it, it was weird to see him in the Mandalorian as a rebel pilot without the hat. I have expected him to take that helmet off at some point and have the hat on under yeah, it. just unfold. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he had his patented wolves, though, so his wolf stuff was there. Oh, yeah, his wolf stuff is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he loves the wolves. He and can confirm. Wolves. Yeah, and, he does. Uh, and they're all over. Uh, he, he obviously likes foxes as well. Doesn't just like wolves. I mean, Fennec, Shan, anyone? I'm right. waiting. No one? No. <laughs> no one? No one? You know, um, no. You, no one's ever heard of a Fennec Fox? Okay, fine. Fine. I guess I'm the only one. Yeah. Way okay, to educate people. Way to, like, guilt, guilt, like, educate someone. <laughs> you didn't know Fennec was a fox? <laughs> Moron. That's true. That's I'm not I'm feeling nice. really stupid going like, <laughs> What's he talking about? No, I'm kidding. I know. Come you on. must have known. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, <laughs> I would, never, I would never dream to talk down to you. I would only say such a thing if I thought you knew it. 
Yeah, I did. But, you know, it's just like, I mean, he, his wolf affair is more aligned than his fox, you know. Oh, sure. I mean, there's much more wolf stuff. I mean, just see, like, the second half of Rebels. Wolf stuff oh. all around. Or, you know, creation of, like, the wolf pack in Clone Wars. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's all wolves all the time. And can confirm... He wears that hat at a lot of places. I've I've seen him in it, so can confirm. Can confirm. Hey, confirm. you know hat if siding. it's a it's it's done it's done well for him so far. So I say, you know what? Let's all go out and buy a fedora and wear it constantly. I am. It's not. It's not. It's not working. It's not working out. Oh darn you know. it! Yeah. Yeah. I, I put it on and I just sit and wait for genius to hit me, and then like. It gets blown off my head because it's a little too big. And I go, yeah, I ordered mine from wish.com. And what came was one of those beanies with a propeller on top. (laughs) 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 And so that's kind of why my life's been uh, tracking charting the course. It has been, (laughs) (laughs) they say the hat makes the person and they were right. And now I'm a goof. I'm a goof. I say, fisherman's wharf or something you know someplace real touristy and they always just have like here's a bunch of crap that says welcome to your place that you're currently in right now yeah and you know stacked in the corner would be you know the ball caps with like crabs or whatever then just like those domed hats with propellers and i'm like who's wearing that besides you i have to tell you of course That's that's established canon. Um, but, uh, man, when I was growing up uh, for a bit there, when, when I was living on a boat, uh, we, uh, we were docked in Ventura, sunny, beautiful Ventura, California. And uh, part of the marina had a bunch of these, like, they had a bunch of, like, real touristy shops. I can't imagine mm-hmm. this harbor that what that every night smelled like manure got a lot of tourists but they had this like whole walk that had a bunch of like novelty shops and they had a magic shop which of course i frequented many times and bought such delight delicious items as a a trick deck of cards that really did fool people pretty good and uh and fake cigarettes which just blew a powder out to make it look like you were smoking because there was nothing cooler as a kid to be like hey (laughs) I'm gonna uh, try to fool someone that I'm making bad life choices. I'm nine years old. I'm up to, <laughs> exactly. I'm up to two fake cigarettes a day. Well, you, I mean, you wouldn't know it by how kind of like scared and and stuff that I, I and and frail and uh, and just sort of nerdy I sound now. But back then, I was a real little punk kid. I had a skateboard and I would skate oh. in the places that people didn't want me to skate. And it would be like, ha getting away with skateboarding. And it wasn't a cool skateboard either. It was like the ones you would find at a, a place like this or on the wharf that had those these giant fluorescent, like, uh, you know, skid guards and, and stoppers and stuff. All stuff that kept you from doing good tricks. Did it, did it have like a image of a kid smoking a fake cigarette from a <laughs> magic only, shop no it was more like a like a, a stencil sprayed uh uh palm tree <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mean? All right, yeah i mean look cool I, I, skate maybe it was I, called i had a cool skateboard once that was uh, had a ninja on the bottom of the deck see that sounds pretty cool 
it was really cool. It was so cool that someone just decided to steal it. Um, oh, no. They, they literally stealthily came up, absconded with my skateboard. and That happened to me in this very same arena with my my reef runners, my aqua socks. You know, those, those shoes you could wear in the water. I finally got a pl- pair of a blue aqua socks or reef runners or whatever you want to call them. And I wear them a total of two times before they were stolen from the communal showers. <laughs> Someone stole your aqua socks. Yeah, dude. Someone stole. <laughs> yep. If you're out there and you stole a little kid's blue reef runners from uh, the communal shower, which he was loath to ever use because it's weird. Because you don't want to know what happens in a marina <laughs> dockside communal shower. Yeah, I mean, who does, right? Right. Uh, then I say, give him back. <laughs> I bet I could let him out, right? I mean, nah, you're, they're they're probably gone, bro. Ah, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> this ship. I is just sailed. can't believe someone just like let me steal some shoes. I know, and like, like a, and very kids specific shoes. shoes. I mean, damn, damn. And here I'm like losing ninja skateboards and like Game Boys and stuff. And you're sitting here losing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hard up dock. Right, yeah, Ventura, you know. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been to Ventura in so long. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's d- delightful. Yeah, or maybe it's Myrtle Beach. I, yeah, I, both of those references, I'm not sure. I've never been to Myrtle Beach either, so I can't, I can't speak to any of that stuff. I just heard the one song where someone says it's motherfucking myrtle beach and i was like okay well if that's how you're starting it i think i know what it's like <laughs> don't need to go good. there yeah it paints a picture good. it paints a picture yeah you yeah get, you know you it's get a good idea like you know, if it would have been like i love to visit myrtle beach i'd be like okay maybe it's a good place to visit i'd think more of it but the guy was like it's goddamn motherfucking dirt myrtle beach and you're just like <laughs> mm, mm, i don't know no, no, you didn't start with like why. Like, I think the song does go into why you want to visit it, and it just makes me know that I won't ever visit it. Right? Yeah, you just like yeah. this is kind of sealed the deal. It cemented my opinion about Myrtle Beach. This song. Yeah, I just wish you would have been a little bit more cheerier about it, and like you know, tell me like this is a great place to buy shrimp. I don't know how the rest of the song <laughs> goes, you know, but like the saltwater taffy here is second to none. Yeah, or uh, is real sick because there was a lot of rhyming in there, and oh, okay. I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> I'll take sick as in cool," you know, even though they don't use that anymore. As opposed to like the taffy will get me sick, which by listening to this other song about Myrtle Beach, the real one, I imagine that's what would happen. Yeah. Okay. So they, that's the that's the the picture they paint is that this is a waterfront community where. In which the uh, the saltwater taffy is tainted in some regard. Yeah, like when I hear the song, it immediately makes me think of the Jean Claude Van Damme movie Cyborg. <laughs> I just picture that's what Myrtle Beach looks like. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so just like gross is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe if it was like Limp Biscuit singing about Myrtle Beach would be a little better, but uh, I don't even know who's singing it. I just know. He drops the MF, he talks about Myrtle Beach, and I just like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's a uh, it's a Gulf Coast community, right? Myrtle Beach is on the old... Is it? Wait, or yeah, is yeah, it yeah, on yeah, the yeah. East Coast? It's on the East Coast. East okay. Coast. Okay, so it's not on the Gulf Coast. It's on the East Coast. I think it's on, like, um, North Carolina or something like that. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Yeah. Well, I, I bet you can get some good chowder. Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. I can go to I can go to, I can go to Fisherman's Wharf get that crammed in a sourdough bowl I don't like. Yeah, I can do that, no problem. You don't like the bread bowl? You don't like the concept li- of the bread bowl, or you just don't like the bread bowl that they give you in the? That I don't. Place? I, I don't like sourdough, so it's automatically like I don't. I don't want this bowl <laughs> to contain yeah. my food because it's it's the surrounding food I do like. You know, I like chili or whatever. Every time they put in a bread bowl, I'm just like, ooh, you just put this in a cup. I'd have been better <laughs> off. Because, you know, they're, they're, they have this whole, like, romantic picture of what I'm going to do with their bread bowl. And, and you're saying. Of, no. That's I'm not, not happening. I'm not digging the side so I can get a little extra bread with the chili and sop up all of the stew or whatever's in it. And, you know, like this whole picture. They say, He's really going to enjoy this bread bowl. No, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to... F- if I'm at home and for some strange reason I have bread bowl, I just dump the, the chili in the bread bowl into a regular bowl. If I'm out <laughs> and about, I make sure I don't scrape anything. I just get the centers. I leave the sides alone and the bread bowl either goes to the seagulls or it's going to the trash. So you never like you've never had a bread bowl? No, I like I eat the bread from a bread bowl? You've always no. eschewed it? No. Why? It's because it's I great. don't like sourdough. Oh right, we established this. Yeah, right. Don't like yeah. sourdough. Don't like cheese. What a weird life you live. <laughs> I mean, I don't like expired milk, and I don't like expired bread. What's your problem with that? <laughs> I mean, neither of mm-hmm. that's uh, my problem with it. Is neither of that is correct? But yeah, well, I, it, mm-hmm. I get where you're. I get mm-hmm. where that reference mm-hmm. comes from. It is isn't cheese just turnt milk? I mean, cheese yes. is aged milk. Or, see, some people attach the word aged. I would t- attach the word rancid. So well. you just take rancid milk, turn that into cheese that y'all like. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> I would say, I'll say, like, any other uh, dishes wish mm-hmm. they could age. Uh, I mean, because it's, I mean, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Milk mm-hmm. is not aging. They separate the milk fats from the whey, and then that, through a process of, uh, you know, whoever, who knows how, what sort of alchemy that uh, your local cheesemonger or, or what is, <laughs> what do you call someone who makes cheese? It's yeah, not well, a cheesemonger sells cheese, but who, what do you call it when you make cheese? Is that a... A sycophant. A sycophant. Uh, <laughs> Anarchist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. uh, Scum of the earth. Scum uh, of the earth. Yeah, anyone who's (laughs) just like, I'm going to make cheese to ruin the rest of the earth. Yeah, I don't know. Diabolical. (laughs) The Joker. Like, I mean, there's a million of them. I don't know. And then cheesemongers peddle their filthy wares, you know, (laughs) just (laughs) trying to hand out breeze and cheddars and. They're just, uh, they're called either a cheesemaker, which I I really feel like I should have landed on that, yeah. or uh, like a, a, a fromager. fromager. No, 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 not even going that one. I mean, monger sounds cool, 
sort of, right? Like you're like, I'm a fried chicken monger. Well, that's that a, someone who's cool. who is an expert in cheese, and they, right? And I and I would like to be an expert in fried chicken. Um, yeah, you could be a fried chicken monger. That's a thing, you know. I think Iron, I am one, probably. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jeff Bridges was Iron Monger. <laughs> yeah, close enough, right? Yeah, and he he was <laughs> always mongering iron in that movie. That was his big thing. He's like Tony, Tony, you gotta monger more iron, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just because my sunroof is starting to really show, so I'm gonna have to start pulling a, a an Obadiah stain. Yeah, Obadiah. I was about to call him Jebediah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony, I've built myself a wooden suit, and I did it in a day. Mm-hmm. It's good, honest yep. work, but uh, I gotta go because there's too many screens and electricity around here. <laughs> God is gonna be quite cross with me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it still has the jets. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is burning coal, Tony. Don't don't uh, accuse me of using technology. I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Gemini Stain, our new character. I like him too. Come get it, Marvel. Come get it. You need yeah, a new showrunner for What If? I think or, you've got your two showrunners right here. I think probably not What If. More like what? <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> now from the makers of Pop Saga comes what the <laughs> in a world where Jebediah Stain made a coal powered iron or a wood monger <laughs> suit uh, he's raising barns all across the, the yeah, land right he's raising barns and stakes all across the the WCU, the what <laughs> connected universe, <laughs> cinematic universe. I don't know why I said connected. It's all connected. That's why. I mean, I like it. I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. It. So we're talking. <laughs> we're so talking about Boba Fett, right? Yeah, we are. Hold on. Let let me get us in the mood. Oh no! What have I done? Hum da dum 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 dum. Is the show good or is it just dumb? <laughs> yep. Oh man. Uh so the finale happened and we had a bunch of predictions about it and um as you said like some of them came true. Yeah, uh not just the way you want them. To. Not exactly <laughs> the way you want it. Cuz that are like right away the X-Wing shows up in that episode, and I was like, oh, shit. I feel like I, we didn't make a bet, but I feel like I owe John $10. <laughs> and I was like, at night, you see the running lights. Yep. And I was just like, and sure enough, it shows up at night with the running lights. I was like, oh, it's going to get good. And then it was like, nah. <laughs> Instead, Luke Skywalker put a baby, baby in a Tesla <laughs> said autopilot. <laughs> go get go fine get out of here i'm not even gonna come this baby's broken you take him just, like versus he's not even gonna strap him down either just throws him into a cockpit <laughs> i mean he's not even going to be like let me caution you about you know why i'm doing this nah just yeah set the baby with the roomba and let him go yep fine you want the shirt get out of here r2 take him away <laughs> no <laughs> sorry this- ha 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 uh my tears that's my 
<laughs> that's my uh my deep fake luke uh, luke's voice uh yeah. man oh. when i found out his voice was deep faked because i was like because the original the or not the original but the one in the mandalorian where the face wasn't as good uh that was mark hamill and they just like made him sound younger and it sounds really good in this one i was like wow mark hamill's voted it in he's got other stuff on his mind but it wasn't him at all it was a well, computer I mean, that it, listened to all of mark hamill's <laughs> voice i mean it lines. was him in a way it, in a way yeah whew. it was based on a story by mark hamill. <laughs> yeah, inspired by mark hamill. <laughs> <laughs> inspired by a true voice ah <laughs> uh, ah uh, grogu why did you leave yeah he, you're giving him kind of like a Mr. Freeze tinge yeah, to it. That's, I all like I it. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I like it. Nora. I mean, Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you take this tiny lightsaber that I just had for some reason? <laughs> well, no, it was Yoda's. He fished yeah. it out of Yoda's. He ransacked Yoda's home. He just, just turned like, his <laughs> hut over. There's got to be some sacred text or something in here. Oh shit, I found a lightsaber butter knife. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> what is this thing? Oh, I found his dear diary, dude. Mmm, diary, dear. <laughs> Pain oh, yes. Always... Luke is big. <laughs> his flips are weak. <laughs> yes, complaints about food. He does. Back, back, right. I put in it. Not <laughs> worth it anymore. Mm. Yeah. Looking forward to other Skywalker I know that exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I mean, that's that's not the uh, finale. That we, uh, that, that I mean, all it happened. Could have been. It could have been. It might as well have been for, <laughs> for true. Uh, because wowie, wow, wow. This is how it all... You know, I have to say that I think that you and I were, at least on air, were very fair to this show uh, up until its final moments. And uh, I was hoping for a a final episode that kind of brought everything together. And, uh, you know, it it was the last episode. I could say that much about it. (laughs) I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I'll say this. For a Robert Rodriguez directed episode, the action was faster. Well, I mean, it was and it wasn't, right? Like, <laughs> yep. Like it was. It was weird. It was like Scott. Uh, what was it, like Spy Dorado? You know, right. like like mm-hmm. like like this Kit Bash kind of. His current style, style with his, um, you know, previous way he would shoot action. Oh, right. So you're saying Spy Kids and Desperado. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> That's a good way of, it's a really good way of putting it. Because there's just a lot of things that, like, just, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Made no damn sense. Um, Truly. Like, yeah. I, I think one of the funniest parts about the episode was the fact that they, they they like they had a lot they had stuff to do, and so somebody from someone broke the fourth <laughs> wall and came and talked to Boba Fett and just like just agree to everything, everything somebody says just agree to it. We gotta we gotta move. We gotta move. We gotta move. 
<laughs> we got so many Rancor parts to film. Yeah, that's where we're putting all the money. So in case you're wondering where the money went, that is where all the money's going into this Rancor, uh, Rancor Palooza. Oh, man. And could, could Boba Fett have done any less on that Rancor? He just sits up there and he's like, whoa, 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 boy. <laughs> Can I ask? I have a real question here. Yep. Like, I mean, so I called Rancor. You definitely I said he was did. gonna be I was like he's gonna be riding it. I was hoping that he'd be fighting like smaller rancors sure. or something like you know, like the pike syndicate would have dropped in some of their own. But then this was like the big beefy rancor, you know, like you know, big beefy ravioli, so big. Yep. You're like, Yeah, <laughs> they're just gonna fight and it's gonna be badass. Instead they pull like these uh, these droids that I think have only been talked about but have never been shown yeah scorpion droids yeah and then i'm like oh cool he's gonna go get his ship where he can then just go probably overpower these shields uh, yeah yeah i mean he's got several weapons in there that i'm sure would would obliterate those shields i mean he also has like i mean look i know you don't want him using you know, like flying around the ship because you know in this instance it's not so much that he forgets he has it it's just they're, they're going for the spectacle but you know like i've been like hey fennec i just need you to go sit like right over there so when these fuckers come up we're just gonna shoot the whole thoroughfare and problem solve the pike syndicates no more whatever nope no. none of that <laughs> no he's gonna go all the way back to where the ship is He's gonna go right past Walk the garage, right past it, <laughs> to the dungeon, in, into his living room, or right. underneath in his basement. Yep, right under his, uh, right under the living area. There is the rancor that apparently he has learned how to ride in the interim because he did see that one line where he's like, oh, "I want to learn how to ride it." Well, we had like literally two episodes where we didn't see him, so probably that's what that's he what was he was doing. doing. He was right? uh, he was he was learning how to. To ride the Rancor that whole time. You know, uh, I, I love that, like, the, the first, like, in its inception, the plan makes no sense, right? Because they're already spread so thin, and they don't know if they're going to be getting reinforcements. And so they all split up, and they put the most obvious people doing patrol. Like, they send the Wookiee to look at what's happening in the Trandashan district. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't have been more... Uh, they couldn't have been more obvious that they had possibly tried. And then also, they're like, hey, Oh, right, let's go back to this fortress I have. <laughs> it's a fortress. It's made to repel an attack. And they're like, No, we have to stay here. And finally, it's like, What are you talking about? No, go to the fortress. Don't listen to the mods. Have you seen what, what do they've they been know? doing? <laughs> They spend all their money on keeping their shit very clean, apparently. Yeah. What are you listening to them? This one's going to do the most unnecessary spin. The spin a Rooney. In the, the world of spins I've ever seen spun. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and how about, like, so it was funny because I, I watched all these with uh, my wife. And she, my wife, uh, she, um, she, uh, she doesn't have the same kind of relationship that uh, I have to Star Wars. She's like hasn't really seen the original ones and has only seen some of the prequels and doesn't like them very much. And mm -hmm. so, 
there's plenty, and she likes the sequels a lot because we saw those together. But so she's watching this, and even like each of these points that we're talking about, even she is just like, "What the hell are they even doing?" Like for instance, she loves uh, Cad Bane. She has yeah, no previous cool. right. He's cool, right? She has never seen him before. She has never watched the Clone Wars, and so. When he shows up, she's just like, obviously, this should have been the villain the whole time. He's the coolest person in the show, and there's no way they're going to kill him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's like, I love this character. This character's awesome. And it's like, that really drove, that. I think that moment really drove home for me. He should have, they should have introduced him in episode of Book of Boba Fett 1. They should have introduced him the whole time. Have him be the villain. He's way stronger than any of the other... Because there was... Well, who was the villain? This nameless pike. There's one fish guy we see twice. And we're supposed to yeah. not like that guy. Phil Lamar doing double duty. Yeah, Phil Lamar. Way to go, Phil Lamar. That's awesome I mean, to I'm see ha- him in there. I'm happy to see him. Happy to hear him. <laughs> happy that he was able to double dip roles for sure. But we can say that some of the episodes are kind of inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad show. But like you would think that like they could make a book of Boba Fett show be a little bit more not subversive, but a little bit more layered. Where maybe instead of this being like the pikes just trying to like woo, the spice must flow. Um instead it could have been like, yeah, Cad Bane wanting to seek revenge against Boba Fett using the pikes. Yeah. To like, you know, muscle him around and stuff like that. So he could get a, his chance or whatever, whatever. Yeah, like you don't introduce him to Boba Fett first, but you introduce him to the audience and you get, cause there's a lot of audience that probably has no idea who he is. So like you tell, you do some flashbacks, you retell some of that clone wars history. You, uh, you add new layers to it that they only hinted about in Clone Wars but never showed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Build up why these two are rivals because when they meet at the end of that show, that seems like there is so much history, and there is not. <laughs> They're trying well, to manufacture so much. I mean, yes, I know there is history, but not, not to the to, point of that they're talking about. Well, also not to the audience who's watching this, right? For the most part. For the most part, no. No, you have yeah, to like be, that. like, that's a lot of Clone Wars you have to watch to get to that part. Yeah, like, to understand that and be like, and that's cool. I like that as a, you know, like, a inside, you know, like, a, you know, I, 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 I feel like that's important. Sure. In terms of the fact that, you know, like, ooh, I'm, I'm cued into something for sure, but... In this instance, I was just like, you Darth mauled him. Yeah, I mean, you really did. And it, it's such, like, to, to see somebody who is not, like, invested in the series at all completely latch onto a character, then you're, you're like, man, imagine if it, this had built up. She would have been, like, uh, she would have been so invested in that finale if they had given us any reason to you know any sort of context or backstory to these characters to build up this final confrontation but i think it it just highlights how poorly written and structured the story is that that was the final showdown for boba that's his his that's you know his the thing that he needs to over this heroic thing that he needs to overcome was just introduced last episode (laughs) it's a problem 
yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to, you know, I hate to do this because I've, I've, I don't do this, but you might have been right. <laughs> oh, my God. You might have been right because, like, I watched this episode, mark, you know, like. Mark the date on the calendar, honey. It's a new holiday. Uh, no, go ahead. Because I, I was watching it, you know, like, the whole thing was like, look, I want to see the whole picture before I judge it, judge it. Which is fair. It's, it, I it, think th- good. You know, just just wait and see because you never know. Some episodes were pretty cool. Some episodes were like holy shit, and you know, and some and, and the others were like ooh. <laughs> um, but this after while watching it, I was talking during it. <laughs> That's I don't a bad sign. do that. I don't like if it's something that I invested in or I haven't seen before, I want to sit and absorb it. This one, I was just talking through it. Cause I was just like, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? Why did you spin? Why is the big ass Wookiee trying to act so not casual over here? Like all the things you're pointing out, why are the mods like pinning themselves into this location when you can obviously tell all these dudes are just like mean mugging you. <laughs> yep. Why are you having a shootout here? Like everything I just questioned was like, this is just, what is this? <laughs> yeah. This is just like, everyone was just kind of like, uh, I have, I like a lot of movies. So I'm going to try to see how many references to movies I can put into this one show. <laughs> yeah. It did have a ton of, it had so many movie references, Godfather references, uh, any sort King. of, you go ahead. Yeah, kaiju movie, yep. like uh-huh. King Kong or Godzilla. Yeah, picture. pretty big King Kong reference in there. You know, um, shit, uh, definitely a couple of westerns that I'm forgetting. Yeah, and how about, like, they tried it, because, again, no one has done any sort of story development up until this point, which is, like, the main reason you make a TV show instead of a movie is you have so much more time to develop the story and build tension. And... They had this thing where they threw it where it's like the mods and Freetown, the the mercenaries from Freetown who eventually show up in a tank or something or an armor, an APC. No, that's just a speeder dude from like the special edition. Right. That's with the, the first time shows up. It's just like just, a speeder with a gun on top. They just put a gun on top. But like they suddenly have a rivalry with the mods. Oh, we're like small town and you're city folk. And we're supposed to, again, feel all this history where none exists. And it just doesn't. It's so quick. It doesn't resonate at all. It, oh, no. None of it. It all feels f- like super forced. Yeah. Like and the- how about, speaking of the Wookiee, how about Brian Cranston? Our oh, man. The Wookiee. Uh, he's the toughest Wookiee I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's tough in the comics. That's for sure. And yeah, there's no difference. I mean, there's a few times I was like, that dude would probably be dead, right? Yeah. But and like, then there's a, how good are blasters really? Not very, apparently, apparently. Not, not against no Wookiee fur is pretty blaster resistant. My favorite part is when they like, he comes around the corner and he's just like, oh, fucked up right after fighting all those things. He's up, pew, pew, and he's limping back. I don't know what they did to this poor actor's foot. <laughs> the foot! But, the, foot. <laughs> the foot! I was like, did he actually break this foot? Like, 
Why is it disconnected from his furry body? His foot slipped out of the Wookiee sock. The actor's foot. You know when you would, you know when like you're a little kid, you have like a onesie footy pajama, and then your sure. foot slips out of the foot part, and you're just stepping on pants. You know your your pants become your socks until you fix it. That's what happened, I think. That his yeah, foot mean, slipped out of the whoopy whoopy foot because <laughs> that shit is broken. Because he's just, like, <laughs> Robert, stop the filming. <laughs> My foot is for real broken. Go with it, go with it. It's good, it's good. If it'll look, it'll look real. He's Everyone's like, no, Robert, this really hurts. I just took a shit in this costume. It really I love Spikings, Robert. <laughs> like they're all hiding behind the the speeder. Yep. And I'm just like, you don't want to use like this fortified the position. The building. <laughs> How about that too? How about that? They're like, we'll make our stand here, and it's like, okay, you're going, you're giving up the fortress with the giant, the biggest steel door I've ever seen in my entire life, with a bunch of parapets you could just pick all these people off from, and you're gonna use this building which you do not use at all. They don't use it at all. Yeah, they're like, look, this is the biggest set we have built. You see, yeah. so this is, <laughs> this is what we're gonna use. I mean. It had a couple of moments. I liked seeing um, Mando and Boba fight together. You know, that was kind of cool. Yep. You know, he does that weird gun knee thing where you're just like. Yeah, he does the the knee like rocket the, where you're like, okay, so that's how that works. And then he does the, but he does that other one where it's like the gun can or something. It's like a can can, but it's like, you know, like, whips these shits up there and, you know. Mando's being badass, and they do the whole back-to-back thing, you know, just like pew, 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 pew. Even the slow motion, like, that was patented. Like, Robert Rodriguez was when they both were shooting the one guy, and as he's falling, they just slow down the... So you could just see him keep drilling him as they go down. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was cool. Like, when Cad Bane shows up the first time, he's like, I'm Cad Bane. Goodbye. He just kind of turns and just just like he just kind of you know slowly limps away. He's like, "I'll get you later." He's like, "Come out and talk to me, and let's do a duel." You don't wanna? All right. How about two thirty? I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm getting a sandwich. Wait a minute. I I hear my mom's calling. It's dinner time. I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, I, I, dude. And then what I, about that the the sort of groveling toilet guy? And he goes out and he's able to do just like he insults the the pikes to their face and then gets away scot free. I mean, that seems to be his super ability, though, right? Like that's true. I mean, he's he is very sniveling and seeming, and that seems to uh, attr- contribute to his survival in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, if anything, like, I don't remember the actor's name, unfortunately, or the comedian's name who plays him, but he cracks me up the most. He like, was, I've he's, ne- he's too good for this show. That's what I said while watching with that the part where he's talking about going to finishing school and stuff. That, that part's it genuinely was, funny and good. Yeah, no, it is. He's hilarious. I think it's a David Pasquale. There you go. He's on Veep. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like him paired with like uh, you know Amy Sedaris, 
that was, was fun funny. because you know like generally those moments made me you know like chuckle so i was like okay this not so bad but yeah that whole scene where he's like here's here's the book of boba fett is written on like this 1981 game console <laughs> yep and he's just a little like let me write some poetry while we take forever to get out the back door to fly around to shoot you all <laughs> you know but yeah i i do want to say they did have that one scene where cad bane shows up and he's talking to the pike syndicate and there was not like a human around that was cool i i i i applaud that because you know that's a that's a lot going on there a lot of prosthetics going on absolutely i think that was all right but oh jeebus a very Um, unsatisfying end to the main quote-unquote main villain of the show too i mean it's cool that fennec got to do her thing uh and be awesome as she is as a character but that being said it's just like it would just went over like a wet fart (laughs) it's just like uh and it's done and they're dead i mean I was like, why didn't you just do that before? Yeah, but it took you a while to get there. It like because like, she she arrives when it doesn't matter. Well, it's yeah, it's after the fact. Like, everyone's like, well, pack your bags, we gotta go. Uh, let's get <laughs> out of here. Uh, goodbye. And then that's when she's like, oh, I'll kill them now. Versus when she takes off initially, right? Like she bombs off. You're all like, oh, she's gonna go kill the the bikes. Or, you know, hold them hostage or do something to stop this assault. No, first she goes and somehow parks right next to the mods to help them out. Yep, yeah, she shows up very conveniently at that point. And then, uh, well, I mean, I like that because it turned into the Universal Studios presents, presents the Aqualish Stunt Show. <laughs> Onto those stunt pads, exactly. Yeah, it's all. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's bad Bart up there. Yeah, he is. He he didn't see her show up. No one did, even though she was. Oh God. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was yeah. It was terribly, bad. terribly inconsistent. There were <laughs> moments in there that I was like, eh. but most time I was like, "What is this? Is Forest right?" Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What's me? Do you think that they? Do you think so? Like, do you think at the end of Mandalorian uh, season two, everyone was like, you know, they're cracking the champagne and. Loloni and uh and Favro are are talking to the Lucas story group and everyone's just patting themselves on the back how good of a job they did. And uh then the laughing dies down and the Lucas story group goes, <laughs> "Yeah, but um Grogu can't stay there, right? Cuz of the whole thing with Kylo Ren and how that goes so yeah, so you're going to have to fix that. But really great job, guys." And they're like, "Uh-oh. <laughs> we got to meet. Let's see. Let's make a new show." That could just be about whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just some bullshit. But we'll put two very important episodes on there that will kind of just reverse everything that's happened in this last episode and get things back to the how they should be. Well, everyone loves these two characters together, so we gotta milk it for as much as it's worth. They gotta get back to you. We can't separate them. Plus, Versus- it, it doesn't make sense. 
I mean, no, versus in in reality, season the, the ending of the season two is how it should have ended. Yeah. And you just move on to, like, the next thing that Mando deals with. But they yeah. probably ran into you. Yeah, so I'm like, well, you know, but people like people like the baby Yoda. You gotta, he needs to show up. And it's like, <laughs> but we ended it well. You know, he's with Luke and we did this whole thing. Yeah, you just bring him back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Star, Wars, Star Wars isn't about mystery or anything. Oh, yeah, like, or building a, a longer game story. No, it's all wrapped up. You know, like, everything's wrapped up. It's just like, it's like, I see the ending to this this book of Boba Fett, right? The show <laughs> yeah. that we want to make. I see it ending just like a sitcom, right? So he's going to be walking, <laughs> and then there's going to be, like, this Renaissance Fair type of version of his music's playing as he's bowing. <laughs> and he's going to throw a fruit. To like a big guy, maybe a Wookiee or, you know, a Gamorian or something. And the the big thing's going to take a bite out of it. And then we're just going to kind of pan up into the sky. Everywhere you look. (laughs) I can see. I can see Boba Fett not talking. Everywhere you look. I mean, the book of Boba Fett ended on us. Watching the Mandalorian take off, <laughs> yep, and a really and, charming scene with uh, with the Grogu in his little pod again. An, uh, another right prediction from our predictions. Yeah, you know, banging on the dome, and that was very cool. And then the, I was like, oh, what's he trying to get up with him? That's kind of weird. And he's like, no, nah, man, he just make that shit go fast. <laughs> I'm all for it. And then, and then the part where I where my brain literally just stopped working was the you know them showing the really cool concept yeah. art and it's like boba boba fett boba <laughs> boba 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 fett boba i'm like is this is this real <laughs> is this really am i smelling am i smelling almonds right now i, <laughs> s- I smell burning rubber is <laughs> it for me because there's no way the lyrics are Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, and how about that after credit scene that everyone waited for the tantalizing uh, hint of what comes next? We got we got Cobb Van, not so dead after all. Again, another correct prediction by you. Uh, that and uh, he's wearing. He looks like Steve Jobs. <laughs> he's wearing a really big turtleneck, and there's Thundercat. And what the fuck is he gonna do? Dude got <laughs> shot in the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna wake what? up with the new like just like half a robot body? And be like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> is that what a back to tank is for? <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna cut open the back to tank? What are they trying to say? Luke got a robot hand because he lost his hand. Yeah, he just got <laughs> shot in the shoulder. <laughs> got shot in the shoulder, you tell me. That can't grow that back. Or, you, I don't know, you just give him a, a, a cybernetic shoulder is, instead of a, a robot arm? Is the next one of these going to be the book of, of Cobb Vanth? And he's going to have, like, a rocket shoulder? <laughs> hey, I'll take that because I have no expectations there. I mean, I feel really bad for whoever 
the aftermath, I guess the 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 writer who oh, yeah, created Cobb. I feel bad for him because yep. he just like so just took his idea and just was like, yeah, he's in a show. Oh, he's in this show. Yep. They also did not credit him in the credits for. Oh, they didn't. They Aww. didn't give him a created by credit, and he tweeted about it, and he was like. Uh, yeah, it's cool when a when you create a character for a whole big franchise that people just don't remember. Oh, that's that's whack. Okay, that's even doubly work. But you know, hopefully, if they do a cop, you know, like pamphlet of Cobb Vamp or something. Pamphlet <laughs> of Cobb Vamp. Have you, you know, heard the good word about Cobb Vamp? Yeah, Vamp. It's Cobb Vamp. Cobb, 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 Vamp. It's a van. Cob, 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 At least he has a reason to not like spice. Boba Fett's like, people are like, we gotta stop this spice. And Boba Fett's like, uh, okay, I guess. Is that what will make people happy? I just want to make people like me. <laughs> this is what the show's about. Oh, I'm sad and I want people to like me. I was thinking about the show and like kind of like what, when I were, when I saw that initial episode and like kind of the seeds they were planting that I thought they would, they would blossom into some cool story beats. And do you remember like the first two episodes had those flashbacks to Kamino of Boba Fett seeing Jago League? <laughs> they yeah. do nothing with it? Nothing. It, it it feel it felt like it was so it was meant to be so meaningful. Do you think we're gonna f- uh, find out a story like this is gonna come out like uh, a couple years from now where we find out this was just note like edited and reshot to death like this was something totally different like Rogue One. There's like a a completely different book of Boba Fett out there that makes sense. No, nah, I man. don't think so. I think you're right about that. I, I feel like they just needed time to do whatever they needed to do for season three. Yeah, was there a writer strike or something? What happened? <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I don't know because you see who wrote half these episodes. It wasn't like it was Favreau, Filoni. Yeah, Favreau's like, like spending too much time perfecting his awesome recipes or whatever, cooking whatever he likes to do now, and not. A tough time thinking about he's like oh that's due tomorrow oh, oh no yeah okay so then then the mod <laughs> does a spin can you think um, of like so george lucas famously a gearhead famously mm-hmm. loves like hot rods and stuff he yep. incorporated that sort of visual language and the feeling of like because an x-wing looks a little bit like a nitro burning funny car if you think about the silhouette he per- he incorporated these like these tuner aspects into his uh, movie in a way that was uh, it was like subtle, but it definitely if you learn about his love of of you know race cars and stuff, you definitely understand where these influences came from. And then in Book of Boba Fett, they're literally just like I don't know Vespas, but like take the wheels off. All right, cut that check. Where's that money? <laughs> mods this one looks like a ska like a a punk ska or guy you know he's got the red uh or a lady or mod whatever she they go by 
Uh, she's got the checkered pants. She's got the leather vest with the cool spray paint on it. And she's from space, London. <laughs> on Tatooine. Nobody, everyone else speaks with a flat, non, just a regular, not a regular, but a flat accent, except for me. Do you think it's fake? Do you think the mods, like, put on an affectation because they have to be cool? Edgy? Yeah, exactly. Probably. Yeah, probably. Like, you know, they're kind of Listen posery. to this space, Sid Vicious. Oh, man, that would be cool. Give me space, Sid Vicious. Could you, be... Like, what if it would have been all punky? That would have been cool. <laughs> but I don't know. I would have ra- rather see something not be so almost literal yeah. in, in translation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean... Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think, you know, I think we can call it. That show is dumb. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think that's it. Is is the show good or is it just dumb? It's dumb. All right. Well, let's let's, let's end out. Hum, dum, 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 dum. Is the show good or is it just dumb? It's just dumb. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's our verdict on it. Well, uh, that was fun. I hope everyone enjoyed that uh, the talk about Book of Boba Fett. But let's get down to the beaten potatoes of this episode. We're going to rank from worst, uh, no, yeah, I guess worst to best, uh, the six TV shows that uh, qualify with our rules. And... Uh, I eliminated the Jedi Temple Challenge, because that's kind of a game show and not really a serialized show. And I also did not include Visions in the list, because I think that that's almost one I would rather rank individually by the shorts that were in it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, And uh, no Clone Wars shorts. This is just purely... Yeah, ongoing TV shows. Because I love the Clone Wars shorts, and they would definitely be in this list somewhere but uh not that and none of the legacy animated shows like the star wars droids cartoon yeah no i mean that'd be really low on the list um oh boy boy. (laughs) and as always with all our list episodes neither john nor i have seen each other's list and this will be a surprise to you as a surprise to us, I should say, as it is a surprise to you. And we will take, uh, you know, trade-off, revealing our numbers. Um, so, John, I think as is tradition by this point, why don't you kick us off with number six? My number six is probably, it's not one of the newer uh, shows. I, I Let me just preface all of this. I find it really difficult when you're comparing, like, live-action to animation Mm -hmm. sometimes i don't think it's fair in one direction or the other sure um with all that being said i chose resistance as my number six spot Mm -hmm. i've watched it it was fine it was really cool to hear oscar you know isaac's voice as poe dameron it but the art style didn't really appeal to me uh not nearly as much as the more stylized cartoons um, I had a choice that kind of had like this weird pseudo anime look to it, and I, I just wasn't feeling it. And like everything else, it felt like the story is going to take too long to get started. And so 
it felt like that so much that I think they just stopped making the show anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, my number six, as you might have guessed, is the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> For all the reasons we just talked about. And more, um, it just didn't feel like it needed to exist. I, I appreciate the Mandalorian episodes that were in there and uh, how that sort of sets up the next season of The Mandalorian. But um, it's, it has earned the dubious mark as dead last on my list, indeed. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What's your number five? My number five, and this will probably not come as a, as a surprise to you, is Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Number five is Resistance, uh, bad character designs, uh, directionless story, and a central conceit, a spy among, amongst a ba- bunch of colorful racers on a distant planet is never fully realized. Uh, they have they almost never delve into the racing aspect, which is insane. Also, why is it not pod racing? You have a whole thing, a whole like structure that you've invented and... You're not going to do pod racing? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Resistance. Uh, plus, the main character has primary green as his primary color. Primary green. It vibrates against the eyes. It's an, uh, it's an assaulting... It assaults the eyes, that color. But you like green. I love like, green, the, but primary green, as all with all the primary colors, is, uh, is hard to look at. You're, you're gonna need to put out a flow chart to explain when green is appropriate for you and not well just don't make a primary and that's all it's not it's not that hard it's just don't make a primary that's fine nah nah yeah nah. <laughs> now i'm gonna make everything primary green all the time and plus it it like you know i like the sequels a lot but it really casts the resistance in a dumb light that they would actually consider this kid a spy with no he just seems to be screwing up all the time and so uh for so many reasons, it's a bad show that I do not like. Yeah, it was not enough for me to want to continue. So, like, I just stopped at a certain point and was like, yeah, I'm good with this. Yeah, and I watched them all. So, ooh, ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh, I kept waiting for that moment. Because those, with the anime, we'll get into it as the as it goes along, but with the animated series, you know, there is, there's like, it takes a little while for them to get their speed up. And then once they do, once they get to speed, once they get to the, you know, moving, it's usually very good. And that just never happened with that show. To, for me, that's, anyway. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's why it's my number six. Yeah. How about number five, John? So my number five hopefully is no surprise to y'all is uh the book of bopfa (laughs) um it is slightly higher on my list because i really did enjoy episode number two the 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 train heist i had a lot of fun with Mm -hmm. and i think anything that gives me mando um automatically gets biased 10 points um so that's the only reason why it's in the fifth spot. Yep. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. If he, if he didn't show up there and stuff like that, and I, I got this uh, spy Brado type of thing, I, it probably, it'd probably be in the same spot as uh, you had it. <laughs> that, that is definitely interesting. Um, <clears throat> I feel like now it gets pretty hard, though. Because uh, this this was this was painful as shit yeah because i think everything after this point is is good um so i want to just put that out on the table right at the start but uh john uh why don't you give me your number four yeah okay so this wrecked me 
Um, this was tough. This was really tough. Um, because I love all the, for the most part, all the animated stuff they've done. And I just had the kind of wait and see. So I could see this list kind of changing depending on, um, how things kind of end up going. But number four for me was the bad batch. Right I really on. dig it. Is that your number four? That's too? right. We got a, we matched up. Bad Batch is also my number four, but please continue oh. on for your with your reasoning. All right, hold on. That's right, right the customary we match sound. We matched is the same air horn sound for everything else. <laughs> um, if I hear something sus, I'll play them. <laughs> um, I I really like this take on kind of seeing a young empire bloom with this very A-team sort of vibe that the Bad Batch has, you know, like trying to help people, trying to under, trying to reconcile the fact that, you know, they're clones who helped create this empire in the first place. They all have a very specialized set of skills. Um, I mean, it introduced us to Fennec Shand, um, you know, so uh, I'm always thankful for characters I like. Um, same thing brought cad bane back we thought he was all dead um now he is but anyway uh well maybe it's who knows maybe he gets maybe he gets back up he gets one of the modded stomachs too um well they had that heart. little beeping panel on his chest we don't know that might have been a little <laughs> pacemaker <laughs> that might have been him evacuating his bowels <laughs> <laughs> that's the pooped your pants alarm that was going yeah, he, he filled the suit you have yeah. filled the suit you have yeah. filled oh he made a really um, weird sound when he died too anyway go okay. <laughs> oh god my pants <laughs> don't turn me around <laughs> don't turn me around <laughs> um but i thought the story was really like tight from them still being a part of like the empire to them going on the run kind of learning about each other the fact that they have the whole you know this is all spoilers but you know the um i i gotta just blanked on the dude the sniper one yeah you're right he separates from i forget his name too but he uh yeah i totally it's i have his figure i feel so bad becomes uh, a, sort of a more of an antagonistic character yes sniper mcsniperson yep mcsniperson um, the clone yep yeah him showing up sniper five him showing up and you know kind of chasing them down really cool i really enjoy it um i like uh, i like i said i really like the characters and i i can't wait to see where it goes because obviously it can't end well but nope. i'll be interested to see <laughs> where it goes yeah it's a it's a fun show i think that the it's i think in terms of story it's not as strong as the other animated uh, series besides of course it's uh, leagues better than resistance not even in the same universe as resistance in my opinion uh i think it, for me the it leaned on cameos a little bit uh, too much in the second half but overall an interesting story and like you said seeing the rise of the empire is pretty cool yeah the oh like the thing is like i know with most feloni it takes a season to really get started. Yeah, so season I'm, two, like you said, it might rise on the list depending on how good season two is. Exactly. Very good I, point. 
I would say in terms of that style of animation, it is probably the best version I've yeah. seen of that stylized take. Yeah, um, I mean, would you say it's better, though, than the final season of Clone Wars that came out? I think they were both made at the same time. Right. So, so I think same. They, they, they match fidelity there. But, like, mm-hmm. definitely... Than the earlier Clone War stuff, you know. Ooh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it took a little while for them to uh, master that. Yeah, but hey, uh, Pokey, check me out. <laughs> Go Gumby. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah a little, little, little chewy. A little, but, a little chewy, little Gumby. Burp. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's my number four. It's also your number four. The 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 moons and stars have aligned in this case. Mm-hmm. Now. It's, this top three, I'll tell you, this was so difficult. This was like me just picking hairs, like you know, sorry, like you know, splitting hairs. I, I should say, just like, like, well, what you know, which one had the strongest uh, overall arc? You know, which one has the characters I liked the most? It just was, it was an, like an impossible task, but you know, they had to fall somewhere. So my number three is the Clone Wars. <laughs> All right. Now we're done. I, oh, man. We may have an identical top three. Maybe. maybe. I, I think maybe two and one might uh, might be where we diverge. Ooh, interesting. We'll okay, see. we'll see about we'll see. that. But, uh, you know, the Clone Wars is an incredible cartoon. It took a while to get started, like we were saying. There are some real stinkers in there, and it's really uneven at the start of the series. But, boy, by the end of the series, does it earn its stripes. Truly, like, I don't feel like the current renaissance that the prequels are going through would exist without the Clone Wars. It it actively makes the prequels more interesting and better to watch. Mm-hmm. If you're considering everything that happens in the Clone Wars canon, which it is, then it adds the necessary depth, context, and relationship history to these characters that makes, you know... Uh, Episode 3 more heartbreaking, and it adds context to Episode 2 even in some regards that was uh, that makes that a little bit more interesting. So, it, just for that alone, I mean, it took these kind of like hollow 2D characters, and it creates a really interesting three-dimensional characterization with the, the amount of episodes there that are available to him. Plus, it, Ahsoka's awesome. She's a great brand new character, and it introduced a ton of new characters, even uh, one character that you can see in person if you go to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. They have a brilliant animatronic of that one guy. <laughs> you know, you know the smuggler uh, guy, Hondo. Hondo, Hondo. Exactly. I'm Hondo. Hey, everybody! And he looks fantastic. And I, when I saw him, I, I, I rolled a tear. I won't, <laughs> I won't lie because I love his character in in Rebels and Clone Wars, and. Uh, there's so many Clone Wars episodes that I love, uh, including the the one with the twins in it, where they kind of go really into the spiritual, metaphysical side of the Force, which I really enjoyed. But uh, just a great show all around. A little uneven to the start, but terrific stuff. Yeah, all the reasons you said. It gave me some of my favorite characters. Like, I, I, I tell you... Like when I initially met Ahsoka, it was 
uh, having to like replay a bunch of things over and over again, I could not stand that character. Yeah, but now sure. she is literally one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. Has some great Star Wars moments. Um, and like you said, it brings validity to Revenge of the Sith that if you've seen it, gives it a context and makes that movie better. Yeah. And that's like no small feat. No. Like, because if you just were to stand that movie on its own, it's like, oh, okay. Okay. All, <laughs> all right. right. Well, all right. This We're in it. We're putting our toes in this. Ooh. <laughs> but it, you know, but it, it strengthens the bond between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like you said, it just makes everything so much more heartbreaking because it added character to characters that had done. Um, yeah. And, but like you said, there are some episodes in there that holy, you're like, who greenlit this? You should have just donated the money. Like <laughs> instead of having me watch like R2 and C3PO go on a spa day. I'm like, <laughs> I remember that one. Like, because this is for like the last four minutes of the cartoon, you do this whole thing. No, thank you. Like, don't do this. But yeah, by the end of it, it was so clean. And I'm so happy that we got that final season Yeah, because it, it was a masterpiece. It took and, me a long time to get used to the guy who goes, uh, previously on Clone Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. when I initially started watching that cartoon, I mean, granted... Initially, it was aimed much more towards children, I think, and it kind of grew up with its audience a little bit, and I think that's what, when, when you get, like, the really, the stories that get you really emotionally invested, but at the start, the aesthetic and, like, the content was kind of like, oh, well, it's it's kind of how I approach everything with Star Wars. It's like, well, it's Star Wars, and so I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to be happy oh, about I, it. Yeah, in certain instances, you might be like, ooh. You know, and I was the same way. I saw it initially. I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. But then kind of just taking that time, I'd be, I'd see a gem of an episode. I'd be like, man, I really dug that clone episode. Mm-hmm. What a really cool way to kind of bring that air. It's like, oh, here's a here's one with, like, you know, Poe Clune, who always looked cool. But now I can see he is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like having yeah. those moments. It it definitely elevated that whole period and completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. But uh, let's put that in our rear view and let's talk about your number two. All right. Now this was. I mean, I could probably flip a coin here, mm-hmm. but I feel like. This one was truer when we talked about this and I made the list. And um, so far, I think the um, the list also matches up with uh, what my wife came up with so far. But my number two is... Ooh. So I love Mando. I love Grogu. I love that this was the first foray into Star Wars live action. Think the story's awesome. Mm-hmm. Think everything is, you know, he is truly what Boba Fett should be. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like in in every way, I love the Western approach. All about it. I don't think you get this show without my number one. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, not all the characters are winners. 
with Mandalorian. No. A lot of them are. Absolutely. But, but like, in terms of real character development, it, it still has uh, not really been seen. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great point. Um, my number two, as you predicted, does diverge, because my number two is Rebels! <laughs> uh, that's right, I mean, it's, it's uh, from a story pers- perspective, again, it takes a little while for it to get going, but when it gets going, oh my goodness, are you in for some of the best Star Wars you have seen? Movie, TV show, doesn't matter. It's just good Star Wars. It introduces awesome new characters, which as you have, if you've been listening to me talk about The Mandalorian, you know I am a huge fan of. And uh, they're all fun. And, the, and even the ones that you probably will forget about, <laughs> which there are a few, were still impactful and fun to watch. And... Uh, but beyond that, it, it adds some of the coolest new characters to Star Wars canon. I think, speaking of canon, Kanan is uh, such an amazing new Jedi. And his story is interesting and compelling. I even bought the Kanan uh, comic books just so I could get more of his backstory. Yeah, more Kanan, more the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that works, damn it. <laughs> And his arc is incredible, and the way his character evolves is incredible. The, the fact that he gets blinded is is so rugged and cool and such an, an interesting evolution for that character. And spoilers, spoilers, the fact that he uh, sacrifices himself in such an epic and uh, emotional way is awesome. Even Ezra, who I started off not really liking all that much, I grew to love over the course of this series. Chopper. Uh, uh, Sedula. What is her first name? Hera. Hera Sedula. Uh, and Sabine. Like, uh, what is the guy's name? What is his? What is the big purple dude's name? Oh my god! I hate when people do that. I hate when people. Someone says something and then they say the wrong thing, and it literally it's left your brain. It has left my brain. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, I—I I mean, I like all the characters. I love this character too. I think he's—I think he's the character in the, on the show that I probably am the least into. But Zeb, Zeb, there you go. Uh, but uh, and I love the aesthetic was based on the old Ralph McQuarrie drawings or whoever did those original illustrations. I should really know that. Yes, yes. yes. Um. But those, uh, you know, even including the thin lightsabers, it had the rematch of Obi Wan and Darth Maul. I mean, there's so much good stuff in it. If you haven't seen it, I mean, what are you even doing? It's so good, and it expands the force in a way that is really interesting and thoughtful. Uh, so, for all those reasons and more, it is my number two. Uh, which leads us to our number ones, and I guess, I mean, no surprise here. My number one is The Mandalorian for all the reasons you said. And I'll just tack on there to the end that uh, I, after watching that terrible episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett, I was so upset, uh, just kind of mad at this, not upset because it disappointed me or anything stupid like that, but I was just mad that that they wasted so much of the story. It just felt like 
just an hour each week of wasted potential, and it, and it really made me upset. And so I went and watched The Mandalorian, <laughs> and the one that has all the players from that episode, the one where they, uh, where they um, the, get the, the crate dragon. Mm-hmm. And it's got Cobb mm-hmm. Vanth, and it's got uh, Boba Fett that makes a, a cameo at the end. And it opens up, and you see the Razor Crest fly by, and it plays that, you know, the, the part of the score that you play is more, I think, maybe iconic to the Mandalorian, but there is that operatic piece that is part of the score that is just some of the best new Star Wars music that I have heard in a, ever. I mean, I love uh, Ray's motif from the prequels in terms of new Star Wars music. That that's some fantastic John Williams and love it, but the that that the Mando motif that that part is so awesome. It immediately made me in a better mood, and just like we go to new places, we go to new worlds. We are it's building texture and uh lore in the star wars universe in a way that i never uh could even imagine was possible and it blends western with sci-fi seamlessly in a way that isn't distracting and just so many memorable characters in it just i love it love the mando and uh, the mandalorian is my number one tv series but not like it's going to be a surprise but john let's hear your number one on our list Rebels. (laughs) Rebels. There you go. No, no, no. That isn't the. That yeah. isn't their theme song. Oh. They they actually they just knew to just cut through the fat with no theme song. Yeah. Really, just like a, a musical stinger, and you're into it. Um, I mean, for all the reasons you highlight, and you know, more for me, it was just. The character development was deeper. I liked the whole ghost crew. Yeah. There's not a single one there that I didn't like. And the ghost itself. The ship itself. You know, like, the depth it brought to the Mandalorians. um, You know, shit, bringing Darth Maul back again. You know, know, like, after this character had been literally, like, tossed away in a movie, Clone Wars reinvigorated him, and then Rebels was, you know, just a... You know the the piece to resistance there. Um, the fact that it had Darth Vader in it, and you know, voiced by James Earl Jones. I mean, and how terrifying he was. You know, like Kanan was a real Jedi, like kind of how I view Jedi's. Like you know, Luke in the original trilogy, not so much how he was in Bopfa. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but like ezra like you said takes a minute when you're just like oh man here's the pucky kid again you know like you're gonna try to make me like him he's got a lightsaber that is also a nerf gun yeah hey stole that shit from me yeah i had a i'm really pissed i had that like (laughs) i had that in like 91 yeah we know what you we know what you did floney we know you were listening with an overturned glass up to john Watching me play role playing games, like this would be really cool if he had a like this bad guy would put a gun on his lightsaber because why the notes. fuck not? Almost similar in nah, like mine was more rounded because it looked like a rapier. Okay, 
like a bell curve. It just had a barrel in it. It needed a couple more passes. It's fine. Yeah, it needed some stuff. Not not like his thing. It just looked like a light switch or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, I love the characters. I get so sad. Um, you know, kind of how that turns out. But it it just you know the the ending for it is so rewarding that it, it you you don't get Mandalorian without what's established in Rebels. So it makes Thrawn canon. Yeah, which I was thankful for. Like Lord knows that was one of my favorite things from you know the Thrawn trilogy was this villain who wasn't like all forced out or whatever was just like this brilliant tactical mind yeah made him canon made him scary yeah um made the yasa lamari canon like things that you you would hope would be there you know what i mean like it just dude like i'm not one of those people who typically be like you should like the thing that comes before it because you wouldn't get it otherwise i'm just like you like what you like but realistically, I don't think I'd like Mandalorian as much as if I didn't have like the character growth that happened in Rebels and the story growth that happened in Rebels that is now unfolding in Mandalorian. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, they would have had to burn a lot more episodes getting us, you know, up to speed on the Mandalorian. And that's everything. not really, yeah. But that's also not really its style. No, like you know, it has like. A slight overarching story, but realistically, you know, it's like, uh, you know, action adventure of the the week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, they're not going to spend a bunch of time doing all that backstory. So it's it's good. It's able to build on that. Although I will say that there are tons of people who love it who haven't seen that, uh, haven't seen Rebels. So it does of sort course, of stand of on its own. But I, if you, to your point, if you have seen Rebels, you appreciate it on a different level. Well, I mean. Just take Rebels out of the equation. It never existed. Well, yeah, sure. Then I'm like, you then do you get Ahsoka later on? Probably like, do not, you get no. the yeah? Do you get like some of these introductions? I'd find it harder to believe they would be there. Not how granted. The, I think yeah. Go ahead. No, just granted. You know, like Mando's a cool character. So and he and he has character, and it's amazing to see what you know all the people who play Mando, you know, inside the suit, voiced by, you know, Pedro sometimes also inside the suit, like how they're able to emote so much without literally seeing a face is, you know, any sort of mime teacher's dream that they're able to do so much. So when I start looking at auxiliary characters, it's just kind of when I go, eh, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. cool. And then certain ones I really like, and then they do stuff where I'm like, oh, I don't like you no more. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my number one, Rebels. Yeah. I mean, anything in the top four. All good. Really hard. All good. It's like all you, good. you're you're spoiled for Star Wars at that point. Like, just three super solid entries into the fiction and, and expanding it in a new fun ways that you just have to appreciate if you're a fan uh rebels so many things so many awesome parts of it and uh, you're right the way that star wars tv is taking shape now would not exist without uh rebels because you're not going to get because 
the whole backstory with Ahsoka plus Thrawn plus looking for Ezra, which is like the rumor of what that show might be about, which would make sense with the end of uh, Rebels is definitely um, is not wouldn't happen without it. So totally agree. Both winners and uh, all winners in my book, except for both <laughs> resistance. Those guys, maybe they deserve to be on a different list. <laughs> we'll see when more when more shows come out. Yeah, who knows? Like with between Andor, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka, it, Bobfa being in number five might not be so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that poster for Obi Wan came out. He looks like a haggard dad. <laughs> he looks tired. He looks like yeah. he's been. He looks like he's uh, there's been like a like he was left with somebody else's kids for the weekend. He's just like uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know where they went. I lost them in the desert. <laughs> He's got four kids, and each one of them have a different sport that they play. Yep, and they all take place at different times. And he on dresses the same Saturday. He dresses one kid up in the wrong outfit, and takes him to the. He dresses the wrong kid up in the soccer outfit, takes him to, the, to little league practice, and oh boy, oh geez, what madcap hijinks will he be up to next? Too much. Too many. Too much. <laughs> too much. He's up to too much. He's tired. I uh, just need a little winker. Um, fantastic. Well, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap this episode up, John? Yeah, I mean, we talked about them. If you haven't seen them, even though we did spoil some stuff, mm-hmm. you should watch them. They're really good. Yeah. Like, uh, if you watch Clone Wars, go through episode guide and just watch the ones that say <laughs> must watch. Though. Definitely. Don't, yes, definitely. Do yeah, that. like you can almost skip most of the first season. Uh, <laughs> Don't watch the yeah. movie. Whatever you've done. <laughs> Yeah, definitely don't do that. Um, but there are some great choice episodes. Mandalorian's fantastic. Rebels is fantastic. Bad Batch is great fun. So, you know, definitely check them out if you haven't. And if you have, uh, you know, when we do the acknowledgments and stuff, send us your list. Absolutely. We Tell would us what love you like. to hear. Hey, if you want to join the discussion, you can join our that's right discord channel and then you can post your list to the discord channel and we'll talk about it we'll have the same sort of discussions that we had here but we'll have it about your list and you can do that if you want to join the uh discord channel and all that fun stuff if you would like to get a hold of us or join our social media or or support the ongoing production of this podcast by uh buying something all of that is in a brand new pico link in our uh, episode description. That's right. It's uh, pico.link slash the number two, and then the word did, all one word, two did. That's us. Two dudes in decrepitude is what that stands for, and that's the company that produces Pop Saga. That's me and John. Anyway, check it out. Uh, as always, we like to thank Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. There's a link to his Viber page in that same episode description. So you can hire him to do something awesome for you, too. And it will be awesome. If you have suggestions, if you would like to reach out, if you have uh, take issue with our list, and you don't want to join the Discord for some reason, uh, you can always uh, go old school and uh, send us an electronic mail. Thepopsaga at gmail.com is the address that you can use for that. So, as we like to say at the end of every episode, we hope that wherever you are, however you are listening to this, you are feeling happy, you are feeling healthy, 
and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, it's no baloney. Dave Filoni is the goatee. <laughs> Great. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Live, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want, it don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga, let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.